This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Show. We're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Shecky Show. Oh, yeah, 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 no problem, man. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to keep you on the air as long as you need, man. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, we're going to talk you down from this, man. All right. Hey, how you doing? Back on the air here. Check one, two. <laughs> I'm not sure. I just, I hey. just snotted into Hey, I'm going to keep you on the air until you come off your bad trip, baby. Uh, this so, is an all-night radio coming at you. Here's some Jefferson Airplane. Oh, Boom. God. We built the city on rock and roll. That's Worst Starship. Song ever. Oh. That is not what we're playing. Oh, okay. We're playing Volunteers. Oh, all right. All right, coming at you. Uh, hey, Scottso, get me a line of Coke. I got to do another eight hours. Okay, I don't know what you're doing. But uh, what, I got a new improved setup here. Can't you hear my voice? It's nice and Tony. Oh. They call me Tony Braboni. You know I, I affect these voices afterwards, right? Well, I don't normally sound like Donald Duck. You think you sound like Donald Duck? No, I think that's how you affect it. You might be doing things to me that I don't know, like trickery. You know why you don't know? Because Fever. you never listen to the show. Well, that's what do you expect me to have? Based in my own modesty? Did you ever watch the documentary I made? Yes. Okay. Uh, did you ever watch my cable access show? I don't know what you're talking uh-huh. about. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, the book I wrote? Uh, okay. So, uh, uh-huh. uh, never mind. It's fine. It's fine. I support few, you. How many few bars I can fake it? I support you uh, wholeheartedly, and at some point in our lives together, perhaps you will support me you as well. You know how to get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. No, you don't go there anymore. No one goes to Carnegie Hall. I see. Unless uh, they're having some sort of rave. Where you got, where you're selling your popsicle sticks outside your rave, you creep. All right. Uh, anyway, so this is uh, the second time we've started this show. Uh, we started a, a four or five days ago. I wanted to get the show done early and out of the way because I know Dave has some shit to do. And so we sat down to do a watch-along. And it was just deemed too racist. It was not deemed too racist at all. We watched, uh, what was it, Bad Mother? Bad Mother. Bad Mother, and uh, we, st- we uh, started watching. It was and so then bad, I don't even remember watching it. About It's an hour and a half movie, and an hour and five minutes, uh, my shit fucked up. Oh, that was the one with the guy who looked like he was had blackface on. He was the Tony Gwynn of black exploitation stars, is what I deemed him as, because he was, uh, he was not. He looked like a white guy who had blackface, and he spoke like Tony Gwynn. Um, if you guys don't know who Tony Gwynn was, he was a player for the San Diego Padres, a black man who was a Southern California guy and uh, spoke like a Southern California guy. There was no... Um, I got he, a bad update on him when you're done. You got a bad update on him? Yeah. Well, he's passed away, well, so... Well, yeah, it's not that bad. He doesn't care. 
Uh oh. Is it, has he been? Has Tony Gwynn been me tooed? No, it's just, uh, well, let me cut to the chase. Right. Uh, his house has been squatted upon. There's a squatter living in his house. Oh, and no. uh, they had to evict him because uh, he had been living there illegally. Someone took over Tony Gwynn's uh, house that had been foreclosed upon. And then um, he was living in it. Why his house was foreclosed upon, I have no idea. Oh, that's a shame. Tony so. Gwynn, uh, I lived in San Diego uh, County. I lived in the town of La Mesa uh, for a little while when I was younger. And I'll tell you what, Tony Gwynn, hero, just a hero. He is the, he was basically what Reggie Jackson was for the Yankees or Derek Jeter for was the Yankees. He was your guy. Um, San Diego really loved their sports team. And when they lost the Chargers, oh boy, I bet it was a fucking sadness. I mean, they loved their soccer. They loved their uh, San Diego Clippers were there, um, the Padres, and... Uh, what was the other one? The Chargers. They were, uh, and it was a beautiful town. But anyway, Tony Gwynn uh, was not a black guy. He was not, you did not hear him speak Apparently straight. Apparently he was a black guy. What do you mean? Well, look how his house ended up. It's foreclosed. That's point. probably yeah, his family. Ba, 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 ba. Well, they must be black. I don't know. I, I just mean. He's a black guy. What am I supposed I'm to say? Saying, I, the facts speak for themselves. I'm not the racist. You kind of are because I'm. What I'm saying is, or maybe I am. He, yes. He wasn't. He, he was. Uh, he, he he spoke very clearly, is what you're saying. He spoke with a Southern California uh, affectation. He spoke very well for one of those fellows. Oh God, Dave. Anyway, I didn't say that. That's not what I meant. But oh, what I'm my saying, favorite musicians are, uh, you know, George Duke and uh, you know Uncle Remus. The guy who wrote Uncle Remus was black. So what are you going to do? I I don't know what you're saying, but I, you're trying to make me. You're trying to suck me into your weird vortex, and I, it's not going to happen. Hey, come on now. Your vortex is weird, and I don't want to be part of it. But anyway, Bad Mother was starring a guy who was who reminded me of Tony Gwynn, the Tony Gwynn of black exploitation. Very, uh, not very threatening in any way. Oh Jesus! So and I'm the racist. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, anyway, so that that's that uh, that became a shit show. My computer stopped working. Everything stopped recording. It was a, a a pain in the ass, and we certainly weren't going to watch it again because it was a terrible movie, right? Yeah. So, uh, but it got us talking about black exploitation in general and um, the the genre, the short-lived genre, uh, even though there have been some homages and parodies uh, along the way. Um, I'm going to get you, sucker, was a great movie. Right, but that's, that's an homage. That wasn't part of that I genre. I'm a big fan of... Goldfish in the soles of your shoes. Was that I'm going to get you sucker, or was that uh, the other one? I don't know what the other one is. The other one with Denise Richards. This was definitely not with Denise Richards. Oh. This was the weigh-ins before they weighed in. I see. Which one am I thinking of? Undercover Brother. No, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But it is also a parody slash homage to the genre. So uh, we started talking about it, and then we were looking around on the Internet, and sure enough, we talk about Ralph Bakshi sometimes. Uh, Dave loves him. We talked about American Pop being both of our favorite animated movies. And if we did not know, did you know? About this movie? Uh, I was, uh, I've was i heard of it before, but I never saw it. I just knew some of the footage from it. 
Well, and we watched yesterday, uh, not a watch along, but we just watched uh, Ralph Bakshi's Coonskin. <laughs> Hello, America. This is Miss America. Coonskin's coming. <laughs> and I'm in it. This is it. Coonskin. This is really it. <laughs> Which was a documentary about uh, Daniel Boone. Which was a, I guess they, they are putting it under parody, even though it came out while the genre was fresh. Um, I think it was 73, 74. Parody? What do they claim that it parodies? They claim it parodies uh, the uh, black exploitation genre. Hmm. Well, I didn't think of it like that. What did you think of it as? You thought, thought it was just it was a straight a, ass? I thought it was a, a, a misconstrued, half-genius, half-terrible film. Yeah, boy. You won. You can take me. <laughs> this is it. This is really it. This is the thing. I read a little bit about it afterwards, and... Uh, it parodied the black exploitation genre, but he also was uh, anti uh, Godfather. Basically, he didn't like that the, this. He liked that the movie was great and that these actors were great, but he didn't like how the Godfather turned a bunch of uh, American moviegoers into fans of the mafia. They. Uh, they, you know what I mean? That's kind of started this whole new uh, surge in yeah. people liking the mafia mm -hmm. and uh, idolizing them. Yeah. And so he Could also parodied them uh, pretty much in them. And uh, it's the Ralph Bakshi film is, what do you think? I think it, uh, I think he. <clears throat> oh, okay. I think he should have made two films. All right. One animated, one not. Yeah. The crossing of the animation in the film was basically what ruined the film. Other than that, I like the animation. That's his strong point. Right. But he started a film that was halfway decent. And then when Scatman Crothers starts telling the guy that, you know, I once knew someone, he starts talking about this story and they turn to cartoons, the whole movie goes to shit. Right. But they started, it had a decent opening. The opening was brilliant. The opening is... Uh, Scatman Carruthers singing a song. Here, why don't I just play it for you? I'm a minstrel man, the cleaning man, I'm the pole man, I'm a shoeshine man, I'm a nigger man. Watch me dance. I got the devil in me. It's the man you see. Got the devil in me. It's the man you see. Walk on, niggas, walk on. Walk on, niggas, walk on. Shop it up, 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 Walk on, walk on, niggas, walk on. Yeah, walk on, niggas, walk on. Walk on, niggas, walk on. I've been waiting on the welfare line, the employment line, the gas line since nine. 
pawn shop line. Walk on, niggas, walk on. Walk on, niggas, walk on. I got the devil in me. It's the man you see. With that devil in me, yeah, it's the man that you see. Walk on, niggas, walk on. Walk on, niggas, walk on. Shot on, pushed on, passed on, gassed on, red, white, and blue on. Now I'm waiting to turn on. Walk on, niggas, walk on. Walk on, niggas, walk on. I got the devil in me. It's the man you see. Put that devil in me. It's the man you see. Walk on, niggas, walk on. Walk on, niggas, walk on. Shop it, shop And up my sleeve, I'm going to mace that I won't die in this race if I stop dancing and don't let you blow me anymore in the wind because I refuse to come. I'm a minstrel man, dreaming man, old man, shoe shack man, I'm a nigger man. Watch me dance. This is a great opening for a movie just to watch him singing it in profile. Scamman Crothers is a genius. Uh, yeah, you know, he's the... He's potentially the best part of the film, and he is the best part of the film because he also does a lot of the voices and other stuff, but... Uh, the film is just bad. It's a bad... Overall, I have to say it's a bad film. Almost very bad film. Okay, but just let's get back to the song real quickly, though, because yeah. I love Scatman, and I love I think Scatman is probably the best thing in anything he's in, including The Shining. Um, I feel like we watched the movie. The opening song was just like, I, if, the, if the whole movie was as good as that opening and him, it would have been a 10. Well, you just got to have to have seen Scatman Crothers live in concert, I would think. But, yeah, that's probably true as well. Um, but... Then at the end of the movie, we see who wrote that song. That Jew bastard. Ralph Bakshi wrote that song. What kind of name was Bakshi? I'm sure he's Jewish. More like Banshee. But did you said you recognized the song. So you had heard the song before. Yeah, well, you know, one of my good friends had sent it to me. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Coleman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did he? Was it the Scatman brother Carruthers version? The Scatman Brothers. That's my new man, uh, man. But it's not what you think. Okay. Ew. <laughs> uh, but seriously, uh, it involves cat litter. Okay. No, but uh, yeah. Ew, he sent you the Scatman. Yeah, that oh, that okay. very exact thing, and I didn't realize it was from that movie. But you do see that I went when I once went to film school, and uh, th that movie was talked about. Oh, it was. Yeah, but we didn't see it. Why? I don't know, because we glossed over black exploitation. Oh, you did? And now what I can tell you is I was told that Hollywood uh, thought they were doing the right thing by ending the racism, by, by ending black exploitation films, and in doing so, they put a lot of black actors out of work. That was the take that I got from uh, NYU. 
Right. Well, it wasn't just Hollywood, though. It was also the NAACP was uh, anti-black exploitation films. And I believe the head of the NAACP or one of the major players in it actually came up with the term black exploitation. It was a derogatory derogatory term. Um, they didn't. Well, it certainly doesn't sound like a positive one. No. So what happened was uh, the the first, I guess, the first uh, non-commercial independent black exploitation film was what is it? Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Oh yeah. That was the Melvin Peebles. Van Peebles, Von Peebles, just Peebles. Von Peebles. Um, and I... Uh, Von Peebles, get ready. That's my new thing. I was going to suggest that we watch that, and I started watching the trailer. Yeah, the trailer's... Uh, I've seen the trailer. Well, I'm going to play it for you right now. What? You keep the faith in me, and you my man. You my favorite man. Can you take it, baby? I don't know where to back here. Come on, boy, talk! Yes, the good thing, fairy godmother. Why didn't you know that all good dates had fairy godmothers? It seems like a... It's terrible, right? Every dollar we make, the Guinness get 20, the police get 40, and Goldberg gets 50. Anybody can say that don't add up to a dollar. That adds up to a dollar and a dime. No, I haven't seen him, Sweetback. I haven't seen the captain. I, mean, I, I don't want to see him. You just keep leaning and leaning and leaning. Get the f*** off of my back, man! I'm... I thought I saw a different preview than this. I don't remember that. It's terrible. There's nothing about that trailer that says you should watch this movie, which is why I didn't suggest it. Like this, I was going to say to you, Dave, let's watch this one. It's supposed to be the first one. And then I watched that trailer and I was like, no way is Dave going to sit through that. That's fucking, that's terrible. But what happened was uh, Hollywood 
apparently also um, got wind of this movie and pretty much simultaneously put together Shaft, uh, which was way less radical. What year was that? 71. Okay. So uh, what happened was the black exploitation uh, movement was kind of taken over by the black power people, and they were using these movies uh, to incite violence or try to incite violence and, uh, against whitey. I mean, they were really sowing racial divide. I love Whitey. So what happened was that Hollywood took over and uh, said, uh, okay, let's let's not make it so radical. And so it became less radical, less about, you know, doing damage to Whitey. Um, but the NAACP didn't like any of it because even the less radical versions that weren't inciting violence were still um, exploiting black people. Well, we're still showing them in a light of being a pimp, right? Uh, of you know, pimping drugs. Uh, still violence. You ever seen a white pimp? Anyway, um, so that's why the, eventually, even though Hollywood churned out some of these uh, movies and independently, there was a, a bunch of movies put out. Uh, the NAACP and Hollywood kind of put the kibosh on it. Um, so your, your school was trying to blame, I guess, white Hollywood, but it really wasn't just that. And, uh, well, I, f- I find that interesting, but you went to NYU, so. NY Jew. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Yeah. Uh, a white, uh, pimp and a black real estate agent walk into a bar. Okay. Okay. Now, where are they? A white pimp and a black real estate agent Walk into a bar. Where are they? This sounds like something you made up. Yeah, they are in the twilight zone oh. because that shit does not exist. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't give much thought to it. That's, you know, I do have another one, a joke in the punchline. It involves a deer and uh, going into a bar and, uh, you know, impulsively blowing 20 bucks. Oh, I see. And uh, it didn't spend a dollar. <clears throat> Because anyway, that deer uh, blew 20 bucks. Get it? <laughs> uh, You're tired. Uh, I just blew 20 bucks. Yeah, that's not funny. It's oh. still not funny. Well, my friend Greg because, Richmond told me that one. Uh, okay, well, Greg. Uh, anyway, so I thought that was interesting. Um, that. Uh, well, it's a whole shit genre. The whole genre is shit. The, the only genre? one that's of any decent quality is fucking Superfly, right? Superfly, Shaft, uh, anyway, so... How about Dolomite? Boom. Dolomite, listen, so anyway, um, I, then I went on a, a little bit of a crusade to find out what different people thought the top ten black exploitation movies were. Mm-hmm. And uh, I checked uh, three websites. I'll give you mine right now. Okay. All right. It's just the number one. Okay, your number one. Blackula. It doesn't. The title and, and it, the title itself is is the best. Have you seen Blackula? I remember it used to have play in the theater. Have you seen Blackula? Have you seen that one? I have not seen Blackula. But I, I saw used to Blackula. see the ads all yeah, the time. Yeah, I saw Blackula. I mean, yeah, I saw that motherfucker. When I was little, the ads were on TV. Blackula. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Lighthearted, fun stuff. Shall pay black 
Prince. I press you with my name. You shall be... Blackula. Blackula. A black Avenger. Rising from his tomb to fill the night with horror. Blackula. Dracula's soul brother. Deadlier even than he. You know, he is a strange dude. Mm-hmm. You're a nut that ran in front of my cab. You're the only imbecile on this street. Boy. Blackula. <laughs> Look at man, you find I mean oh. you got to be around here somewhere. I mean, now listen, you wait, you take Black your hands jealous. Up me. I don't know He thirsts for your blood. He hungers for your soul. Warm young bodies will feed his hunger. Hot fresh blood will quench his awful thirst. Thank you. I'm bloody Mary. Are you um into the occult? How about the uh, heavy stuff? What do you think of vampires? Vampires? I think they're possibly the most fascinating ball. <laughs> <laughs> Monsters make the most interesting More people. horrifying than Dracula. Ooh, this is good stuff. Oh, Carol Connor. Is that who that was? Avenger. Black Avenger. See what I'm saying? From Just American the trailer in itself pictures. is better than your average black exploitation. But did you see that movie? Yes. Where uh, did you see it? Did you saw in it Coleman? On TV. You know, uh, you watch that shit on TV. But the thing is, uh, I couldn't tell you much about it. I just know it was funny as hell when I saw it. Right. Well, but you were probably really high as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm always really high, uh, baby. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's probably true. So anyway, uh, I found three websites with their top ten black exploitation films. Did any of them have Jason Momoa in them? Why? Do you I th- don't know. Why would you think Jason Momoa? He's, I think he's Samoan, right? He's Samoan. He want to give me Samoan of that is what you're saying. I no, think. maybe he's not Samoan. He's maybe. not he's Samoan. Just... He's half black and half white. There you go. The white part of him is very handsome. The black part is very muscular. Is that what it is? I think so. Jimmy the Greek? Yeah. He is, uh, he is a, <laughs> a handsome motherfucker. He's so handsome that he got uh, like 30 stitches on his face and just made him more handsome. Okay, so what what the hell? <laughs> oh, no. There are some guys that are fucking just handsome regardless of anything the world wants to throw their way. And uh, he's one of them. That's why he's married to Lisa Bonet. Oh, well. And Lenny Kravitz isn't. It's because I was taken. Hey, now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so here's a movie on number 10 on Complex.com's uh, list. That I've never heard of before, and I thought perhaps it was more up your alley. We're good. What is it? Ganja and Hess. I never heard of that. That's a fake movie. Directed by Bill Gunn. Ganja and Hess. What's that? The story of uh, how uh, DuPont took down the weed industry? Oh, that's DuPont and weed. Ganja, you know, Hess, like the gas station. So, cinema or complex.com 
Hess. is saying number 10 is Ganja and Hess. Uh, it doesn't even exist. After its release was compromised by a bastardized studio-sanctioned version. Compromised and bastardized. Most viewers never realized that this was one of the most profound, surreal, and horrifying love stories ever made. Oh, Jesus. Who's, who's writing this uh, blurb? The I fucking guy know. who made the movie? Breaking barriers of black cinema and the producer's expectations of just another piece of rehash vampire trash. Director Bill Gunn instead delivered delivered a blood-soaked masterpiece that was the only American film screened during Critics Week at the 1973 Cannes Film Festival, where it won a standing ovation. By a bunch of lunatics on cocaine. Now, I never seen the thing, never heard of it, and I don't know what they're talking about. I, I debunk the theory. This is some Mandela shit. Ganja and Hess. I don't even believe they used the word ganja back then. Oh, Jesus. The only perversions that can be comfortably condemned are the perversions of others. Said Jared from the fucking subway. God's or society sanction. I will not be tortured. I will not be punished. I will not be guilty. Is that the time in America we want to go back to? Oh, Ganja and Hess? Yeah, I mean, people make it seem like it's so bad now. You know, let's get back to how, you know, before the racism started. I was pretty racist back then. You know, we, we, Donald Trump didn't invent black exploitation. No, he did not. Jesus. We were fucking depraved back then. Black people invented black exploitation. I mean, that's depraved shit. What's wrong with you people? Black, black vampire movies. Just trash. Low, low moral trash. High, low brow, low moral trash. I, uh, I don't even get it. If, uh, if a white person made uh, the movie School Days by uh, Spike Lee, would that be a black exploitation film? You know, you're, the, this whataboutism that you just did uh, reminded me of the other day I went to Amazon and I canceled our Prime and they have a new thing called Amazon Channels, where you have to pay for per month for each channel you want. And one of the channels they have is a black exploitation channel, and it's called Brown Sugar. And I thought to myself, if a right wing person owned Amazon and named a channel Brown Sugar, I'm sure people would be claiming it was racist, even though it's not. They would just. It would, Should do be. would be their reaction to, to, to it. It's crazy. Yep. So, uh, tasteofcinema.com agrees with your number. Your uh, Well, your number one is Blackula. Their number 10 is Blackula. All right. This landmark film of the elusive black horror genre is a silly, campy retelling of Bram Stoker's classic vampire novel. 
The merit of Blackula does not come in the conventional sense, and in many ways the film is not very good. The acting and screenplay are somewhat lacking, and the overall storytelling is not very captivating. The reason that the film warrants a placing on this list, then, boils down to the stylization of the characters and the over-the-top execution that has become synonymous with the genre. Yeah, all right. It was also one of the earlier major hits of black exploitation and helped audiences and filmmakers alike. Are we talking about Black Yellow? Yes. Yeah. I've already told you that. Right. Are you paying attention? No, I just wanted to make sure you weren't back to that other monstrosity that uh, Ganjan hiss. No, we're on it. We're on to uh, a All different right. list. Okay. Now the funniest list. Well, is what's number nine? Well, we're still at number ten. Oh. But okay. So IMDb has a. If you go into IMDb and ask for black exploitation. Mm-hmm. Uh. They give you a really weird list. Like, they give you a list, and I'm not sure why, but it's not very good. Their number 10 is a movie called Detroit from 2017. Yeah, they're tripping. Is Cooley High on there? On which, whose list? On anybody's list. Yes. Yes, it is. That is good stuff, because that is where Washington came from. Uh. J.J. Washington? Boom, boom, Washington. Now that man is charismatic. Oh, and you know, just talking about the Ralph Bakshi movie again, Mm. uh, Tubbs from Crockett and Tubbs. What's his name? David uh, Thomas or something? Philip something Thomas. Philip Michael Thomas. David Thomas. But they just just called him Philip Thomas. Well, there you go. But he was in that movie. This was a pre... uh, What was that? Miami Vice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Craziness. Yeah. So the IMDb list is crazy. I just want to go through their top 10. Number yeah. 10 is Detroit from 2017. That's Number nonsensical. nine is Boys in the Hood from 1991. Pushing it. Number eight is Shaft from 2000. Really pushing it. Number seven is Girls Trip from 2017. How about uh, the uh, Black Honeymooners? Is that on there? Superfly from 2018 is their number six. Malcolm X is number five. They're fucking retarded. They're trying to rewrite history. The First Purge uh-huh. is 2018. Retards. Jackie Brown, 1997. Morons. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's movie. Number two, Django Unchained. Yeah. Uh, this is like saying Meg White is the best drummer in the world. Yes. And number one, black exploitation movie, according to IMDb, uh, is Black Panther. They're so <laughs> off the mark, it's stupid. I feel like they should... If Be shot? You, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm wondering why a black what you, exploitation... What are you going to put in to find the movies we're talking about? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, well, wait, put in one of those movies and see what comes up as, as, as its category. It says action adventure sci-fi. It doesn't no, say black in I'm it at all. I'm put in a black movie. Put in Blackula. Oh. What, what is it? Does it have a category? Hold on. Warning. You should not watch this. Fantasy, horror, and romance are the... Oh, no. So what are the more like this? What's more like this? Scream, Blackula, Scream, Superfly, Sugar Hill, Abby. What the fuck is Abby? Abby is a 1974 horror movie 
Now we're on to something. Uh, about a marriage counselor who becomes possessed by a demon of sexuality oh, when her kind. father-in-law, an exorcist, freed it while in Africa. Ah, everybody loves a good succubus. Anyway, the IMDb black exploitation list is awful. Um, What's wrong with them? And they it's can't a, get it right. You put it in as a keyword, and it and it just shows you all of this other stuff. It's almost like it doesn't want you to see the the want the originals. Yep, that's craziness. That is absolutely crazy. So Dolomite, uh, the complex.com, the 10 was the ganja and Hess, their 9 was Dolomite, their 8 was Trouble Man. I never heard of that. Trouble Man. Uh, a private detective named Mr. T mm. takes on a job for the operators of a dice game only to find himself framed for murder in a plot to start a gang war and take down a rival kingpin. That sounds reasonable. Great soundtrack. Well, why wouldn't it? Uh, their next Now, is this I think I've heard of. Black Belt Jones. Yes. That's a good title. The best part of Enter the Dragon comes back to kick ass and take names when the mafia kills his mentor, whose karate studio stands in the way of their land development. Word. Why don't we just pay him off? What's his black belt in, you ask? Oh, just something called punch a motherfucker in the nuts, foo. No, it's not. Who wrote that, Jack I Black? I don't know. That would be hysterical. Uh, the next one on their list oh, is... Oh, no, I know. I can recognize that face anywhere. That's Huggy Bear. Across 110th Street now, from that 1972. Is a good movie. That You've is seen a good, it? Uh, the soundtrack is great. I've seen parts of it. Mismatched like sweet potato pizza, a black cop, Kato, and his racist Italian-American captain... Quinn. Oh, yeah. Pursue murderous crooks. Because that's an Italian-American name. Quinn. Did you say Italian-American or Irish-Italian? Italian-American captain. Named Quinn. No, Quinn is the actor. Oh. Who, Anthony? I don't know. It doesn't say. Weird. Oh, you just ruined it. Anyway, then the next one they have is Sweet, Sweet. Backs badass song. That's a shit fest. And the fact that this is higher up on the list makes me think that maybe this whole list is shitty. It is shitty because, you know, the people's are all in. Uh, a gigolo with a magic penis. All right, take it easy. Runs from the police after being set up for a murder he didn't commit. Sweet, magic penis? That doesn't exist. Sweetback was the... <laughs> Sweetback was the big bang of black exploitation, a revolutionary independent movie that showed Hollywood that badass political black cinema could make a bank, could make bank. It also made the Van Peebles family forever unfuckwittable. So don't even think about bringing up Sonny Spoon. I don't know what that means. I hate these people who write these blurbs. Okay. They reek of schmuckery. Number four, they have as Superfly. All right, fair enough. Number three, Foxy Brown. All right. I like it. Number two, Shaft. Yeah. And number one. How could that be number one? Who, what is that, Bernie Mac? Richard Pryor. The Mac? I ain't never even heard of the movie. What's that? Uh, Goldie returns from San Quentin to run the pimp game in Oakland, top to bottom and front to back, one of the best films of the decade in any genre. Wait, it's a classic what for year the is this from? 73. It's a classic from 
It's a classic for the player's ball alone, not to mention Richard Pryor trying to act serious and not doing such a great job of it. Attention rappers and entertainment company CEOs, if you want to learn what real game is, take a lesson from the original and ask yourself, who's the Mac? Hmm. I'd like to watch that. Okay, we can watch it sometime. The Mac, eh? Let's watch the Mac trailer. Being rich and black something, man. When you got nothing and you want everything, you gotta get to be the Mac. I'm gonna be the meanest Mac who ever lived. Everything you need to know you got to get from me. They're talking about you. I heard you just be no Goldie, Goldie. If there's one thing tougher than being the Mac, it's staying the Mac. They got a contract out on you. I'm gonna make you look like an ad for Swiss cheese. The next time I hear about you trying to set me up, I'm gonna blow your heart out your body, sucker. Who is the big man for 1972? Goldie are getting too big. Ladies and gentlemen, the back of the year, Goldie! Make way for the Mac, the biggest and the best. Rated R. I don't Max know. Julian, whatever happened to that guy? Never, I never, I never heard his name, but I seen his face. You have? Yeah. I have no knowledge of this movie at all. I didn't really either. I didn't know about that. What year was Blazing Saddles? But according to uh, Complex.com, that is the number one. Blazing Saddles before this or after that? You think that guy was in Blazing Saddles? No. Then why are you asking? Because they didn't want to use Richard Pryor in Blazing Saddles because he was too controversial. Oh, 74. See, that's a year after this movie came out. They're like, no, you cannot, no. He can write this shit, but he cannot be in it. All right. Well, Taste of Cinema's top 10. They had number 10 was your Blackula. Number nine, Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die? Yeah. Oh, that's a great black exploitation film. I think it's... Uh, Isn't that a Bond movie? Yeah, it's a Roger Moore Bond okay, movie. That, that's completely absurd. Wait, wait, who is this? Taste of Cinema. Yeah, because that's a reputable site. I don't know. I just, it, dude. You know what? When you look f- uh, for lists of top black exploitation, there's not much going on out mm-hmm. there. Number eight, Superfly. Number seven, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Number six, Black Belt Jones. <laughs> Number five, Across One Hundred and Tenth Street. Number four, You're Cooley High. You said there that one go. was a good one. No, that's a good movie. And there's Boom Boom Washington, uh, the classic black coming-of-age film. I think there's other famous black people in that movie, too. Who's the guy with the glasses? That's not Raj, is it? I don't think that's Raj. Oh, Raj. To me, that, that's like more of a reputable film. Cooley High also starred uh, Garrett Morris. There you go. That's it. And I believe uh, um, Boom Boom Washington's uh, name in the movie is Cochise. Yes, that's, that is correct. All right. I think they kill Cochise. Oh, don't. Why? Spoiler okay, alert. I don't know. Why Maybe would you not. do that? I just feel like I've heard that before. Why would you? Why? This is a movie that came out 700 years ago. Well, but. 
what? Maybe we're turning people on to black exploitation. Hey. Now they don't want to watch Cooley High because you fucking spoiled hey. it. Wake up. You're fucking born too late. I ain't going to help you. Taste of Cinema, number three, puts the Mac. Number two, they give to Foxy Brown. And number one, they give to Shaft. Shaft. That movie kind of bored me, honestly. Yeah? I mean, I wouldn't say, oh, God, that's a great movie. I think The French Connection's better. Well, The French Connection is probably better than Shaft. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh... Black exploitation, the genre, is kind of credited for uh, turning these rappers into, you know, how they all think pimps are the thing to be singing about, you know? Mm, that could be true. It's a shit genre. And quite frankly, rap has turned into a shit genre, too. Yeah. It's, 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 it's degraded. It's, it's, you know, atrophied. According to Wikipedia, black exploitation films have profoundly impacted contemporary hip-hop culture. Several prominent hip-hop artists, including Snoop Dogg, Big Daddy Kane, Ice-T, Slick Rick, and Too Short, have adopted the no-nonsense pimp persona, popular, popularized first by ex-pimp Iceberg Slim's 1967 book, Pimp. Iceberg Slim. Now that sounds like a nice Jewish boy. They mentioned him in that Ralph Bakshi movie last night. They did? Yep. Uh, and subsequently by films such as Superfly, The Mac, and Willie Dynamite. In fact, many hip-hop artists have paid tribute to pimping within their lyrics, most notably 50 Cent's hit single, Pimp, and have openly embraced the pimp image in their music videos, which include entourages of scantily clad women, flashy jewelry known as bling bling, and luxury Cadillacs referred to as pimp mobiles. The most famous scenes of the Mac featuring the annual player's ball has become an often referenced pop culture icon, most recently by Chappelle's show, where it was parodied as the play a hater's ball. The genre's overseas influences extends to artists such as Norway's hip-hop duo Madcon. Insanity. So we're talking about a really tiny segment of film culture, this tiny genre of black exploitation, somehow still uh, has affected popular culture uh, today. Isn't that crazy? Hmm. And I'm sure, you know, I don't know how many movies there are. Let's say there's 150 black exploitation movies. There's probably more, but let's just say that. I'm sure that there are some that haven't been seen in years by anybody. No, um, maybe. I'm sure. I mean, you have The Undercover Brother, which I thought was great. Um, I did not see Soul Plane, but I'm, I have a feeling that's also of that genre, right? There could be up to 100 of them that people don't know about. Yeah, I mean, even the top 10 lists, uh, the two le most legitimate top 10 lists, IMDb, of course, is not legitimate at all. But uh, those two top 10 lists, um, I I had not heard of Ganja and Hess at all. Sure. At all. And apparently they remade it in 2018. They did? Yeah. What'd they call it? I believe they called it Ganja and Hess. Popular. <laughs> Terrible. It's a shit fest. So, out of all of the black exploitation movies that you've seen, uh, current and otherwise, what was the one that we saw? Uh, I don't see how Cooley High is a black exploitation film. I really don't. 
apparently when you uh it's black people in uh poor conditions poor living conditions oh so what about uh sydney portnier as a teacher in uh, the sidewalk uh where's that one blackboard jungle that's not black exploitation i haven't seen any how about daddy some boy look who's coming to dinner yeah, no, that's not black exploitation either. How about when they remade it with uh, Ashton Kutcher? Was that white exploitation? I think so. I mean, I don't know what that was. That was. I mean, then once again, fucking the remake of the Honeymooners with uh, Cedric the Entertainer and uh, Omar Reps. That's fucking got to be uh, black exploitation. Very good film, by the way. Are they? In- <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. Okay, that's fine. Well, they just uh, Ralph Norton and uh, I mean they're just Ralph Crampton and Ed Norton, right? And they're black, but that's not black exploitation. Well, I mean it. It might be. It, I don't think that's what I'm saying. Why the fuck is Cooley High black exploitation? It's not. Here, this is. Uh... Yeah, read me the definition of black exploitation, and then read me the plot synopsis for Cooley High, and we'll tell you. I'll tell you how it's not black exploitation. Okay. Listen to this from uh, Wikipedia once more. Black exploitation is an ethnic subgenre of the exploitation film that emerged in the United States during the early 70s. The films, though receiving backlash for stereotypical characters, are among the first in which black characters and communities are the heroes and subjects of the film and television, rather than sidekicks or villains or victims of brutality. The genre's inception coincides with the rethinking of race relations in the 70s. Black exploitation films were originally aimed at urban um, African American audience, but the genre's audience appeal soon broadened across racial and ethnic lines. Hollywood realized the potential profit of expanding the audiences of black exploitation films across those racial lines. When set in the Northeast or West Coast, black exploitation films are mainly set in poor urban neighborhoods. Pejorative terms for white characters such as cracker and honky are commonly used. Black exploitation films set in the South often deal with slavery and miscegenation. Miscegenation? I have no idea what that word is. Miscegenation. Oh, miscegenation. What is it? I don't know. Oh, you fucker. The genre's films are often bold in their statements and utilize violence, sex, drug trade, and other shocking qualities to provoke the audience. The films usually portray black protagonists overcoming the man or emblems of the white majority that had oppressed the black community in the preceding decades. I would so, like to stand on a, uh, a crate in 42nd Street and preach this through a microphone. Can you tell me, does Cooley High not uh, have anything to do with the man? Tell me. Though. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't recall the man. I mean, well, why don't we just say that uh, the White Shadow is a black exploitation TV show? Cooley High. The film follows two students of Cooley High, Preach and Cochise, and their memorable exploits on the streets of Chicago. Bow, 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 bow. So it's it's already set in urban Chicago. Oh, yeah. Preach is a very intelligent poetry lover, yeah. but he does not try hard in school and spends most of his time fooling around with his friends. That's what I did. Cochise, his best friend, is the star of the basketball team who has a scholarship to college, but like Preach, also skips school a lot. Then buy us up in his bitch. One night, two older kids pick them up in a stolen car. Oh, no, they don't. And they go joyriding and end up arrested. So Against this is pretty the much... man. That is not exploitation. That is just tales of youth. 
Uh-huh. Well. Jive Turkey, man. Who made the film? Who directed the film? The very definition of a jive turkey is the person describing this as black exploitation. It was directed by Michael Schultz. Now that is a black man. Why would a black man direct a black exploitation film? You ask him if he thinks it's a play. Are you telling me that he thinks it's a black exploitation film? This film inspired people. He also directed Car Wash. Do you yeah. think that's a black exploitation film? I do film? not. No, oh, okay. it is not. It's a comedy with black people in it. I see. What the fuck? Also you directed, can't make a black comedy without it being a black exploitation film. He directed Crush Groove and The Last Dragon. Yeah, these these are black films. These are not exploitation films. These are comedies. He has also directed three episodes of Black Lightning. That's that show. This man is into black things. He likes blacks. Now, oh. if he was white, you would say he was a white supremacist. He directed six episodes of Black-ish. Does he do anything <laughs> white? Does the man have any white quality? Yes, he's done Arrow, See? and he's done Once Upon a Time. Now, that is an equal opportunist. And he's done New Girl. Now, we leave it to him, and he'll be doing Black Girl. No, stop it now. No. He's been married to the same woman for since 1965. A white woman. Ain't that a bitch? I don't know that that's true. Well, who was his wife? Lauren Jones. Now that sounds like a black woman. Yes, so. Unless Shirley is her sister. Anyway, uh, so you you say Cooley High is not a black exploitation movie? I say no. So if you were going to pick a black exploitation movie that you have seen that you would recommend people to see, uh, we know it wouldn't be Bad Mother, and we know it wouldn't be Black Heat. <laughs> the Russ Tamblin is really creepy in Black Heat. Russ Tamblin. That was now, the one I like we, that. We did a we did the That's watch right. along, right? Yamba Tamblin. So your favorite black exploitation movie that you would recommend would it be Blackula, or would it be something like Shaft or Dolomite or Superfly? Yeah, I guess it would have to just be Superfly. Superfly. Yeah, go with that one. It's got it's got great Curtis Mayfield. I was going to say the the best thing about these black exploitation movies is the soundtrack. Is that funk? Yes, that's true. I mean... It's a shit genre, though. It really is. It's a shit genre worthy of MST3K. Yeah, you know what genre is better? Karate films are better, and they're a shit genre. Oh, the Bruce Lee? Mm -hmm. All that stuff. Some of them are very funny. Exactly. If you watch them again, and you realize that that they're fucking funny. Bruce Lee, and then there's Bruce Lai. I see. Uh, The imitation Bruce Lee. And those are just as good. Not to mention all those other Jackie Chan movies before he even made it to Hollywood. Right. And not to mention uh, those, uh, you know, House of Flying Daggers. Well, that's uh, a whole other thing. But that's still a kung fu movie. Those are serious movies. Yeah. Beautiful movies. Uh, Was it Crouching Dragon, Hidden Tiger, Hidden Tiger, Mm, Crouching Dragon? Yes. So maybe one day we'll figure those out and we'll do a show on those. Um, so, uh, you say Superfly? Yeah, that sounds a fair bet. I say Superfly. Let's, let's end with the Superfly trailer. This dude is bad. And he ain't just fly. He's Superfly. Yeah, Superfly. When it comes to women, they come to him. But it's still not enough. 
he wants a big score. A million in cash. Yeah, the big one. This is a chance, and I want to take it. Now. Before I have to kill somebody. Before somebody ices me. What kind of money are we talking about? Uh, not much. I want his ass out working. took all this chance for nothing. And I go back to being nothing. Work at some jive job for chump change day after day. Look, if that's all I'm supposed to do, then they're gonna have to kill me, because that ain't enough. Ain't I clean, bad machine, super cool, super mean, feeling good for the man, super fly. Here I stand, secret stash, heavy bread, baddest bitches in the bed. I'm your pusher man. Superfly Harlem dudes beat the system. He's got a plan to stick it to the man. He's super hood, super high, super dude, super fly. Hopefully next week we'll have our shit together and we'll be on time. Shit together. Uh, also, I just want to plug real quick, uh, dissenter.com, uh, Andrew and the other people of uh, smart people of Gab have put together a new app in the way of a browser extension and it lets you uh, comment on any URL on the internet and uh, it's called Dissenter. And so, you hey, know, come on down to the center. You everybody. go to CNN and, and they have posted a, a, some sort of article that you disagree with, but you, they've taken away your commenting section. Just get the dissenter uh, extension, click on it on your browser, and uh, it opens up and you can comment to your heart's content. And everybody else who has the app can also comment or read your comments and reply to you. And it is, I think it's a game changer. And I think, I think what's going to happen is that they're going to, uh, someone's going to buy it from them because I think it's a, it's a great idea and you, you can buy ads in it. I think eventually right now they're not having any ads. They're only having ads for Gab and Dissenter, but, uh, I think it's great. And I love those guys at Gab really, really continuing on with free speech, despite all that's been thrown at them. Um, you know, the same that's happened with other people. They've been, uh, Banks have stopped dealing with them, shit like that. It's been very hard, and they what they started taking donations, and that has worked. So, uh, God bless those guys at Gab. I got a site too. It's called Gab Kaplan, Gabe Kaplan, actually. Uh huh. No, uh, you don't. Uh, you don't have that site. I'm trying to get that site from Gabe, but he won't give it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't play well. Um. Anyway, a so, huge fan oh. of Fast Break. We forgot to say the name of the show again. Uh. Dave and Shecky's Fast Break. Come on down to Fast Break, y'all. Come on down to Fast Break and have yourself a time. No, it's uh, Middle-Aged Cool Kids, super terrific podcast featuring your pals. 
von Peebles and Peebles von. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, excellent. We will see you next time, America. Whitey. <laughs>